following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Thursdays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are presented by Josh Garvey and his team at Dorn Mayhew. They're one of the world's top accounting, CPA, and business firms. Their world headquarters are in Troy, Michigan, on the east side of the state. And Josh and his team are based in downtown Grand Rapids at the Dorn Mayhew West Michigan office. Thursdays on the Huge Show are presented by Dorn Mayhew. What's up, Michigan? It is our number three on a Dorn Mayhew Thursday and each and every week. Right through the Super Bowl, we bring in Lomas Brown, the former Lion, member of the Lions Radio Network, Josh Garvey, managing shareholder, and he runs Adorn Mayhew Grand Rapids office, or world headquarters, are on the east side of the state in Troy, and we talk about the Lions, and I was thinking, driving in, that the first one we did was on the Thursday of the Kansas City game, and here we are, Lomas and Josh. We are going to discuss the Lions and the Niners in the NFC Championship game on Sunday. That is phenomenal, Lomas. Man, it's more than phenomenal. It has far exceeded where I thought this team could go at. And as you know, going into the season, my thing was I wanted them to win the division and win a home playoff game. And my goodness, man, they, like I say, they have far exceeded that. And four quarters, four quarters mm. away from the first ever Super Bowl. That is it's just it's unbelievable to think, like you say, where we started at early September to where we are now in January. So, Josh, uh, take me back to you're in studio right now. You were here. Lomas, I think, was already in Kansas City. And we were talking about a highly anticipated Lions season opening up against the defending Super Bowl champions on Thursday night football, the only game in town in the NFL. What were you thinking then? And now as you walked in today, what are you thinking about that NFC title game on Sunday? Yeah, I think tackle almost far exceeded our expectation, at least for me, too. And I remember that Kansas City game and one of my first times in the studio and we were talking about the season. And you're what, not sweating as much as you were you're uh, right. that day. You're, you're, right. you're much more comfortable. <laughs> I am much more comfortable. Um, and we, we, we all were a little worried about that Kansas City game. I can't recall what our predictions were, but it, it seemed like some of us were thinking, ah, it's... Kansas City, it's Super Bowl rings, it's Arrowhead. And we didn't know what to expect, really. We did, and the Lions went in there and won the game. And so it's amazing. It's amazing to say that we're in the NFC Championship, and what a, what an awesome, awesome thing. It's very exciting. Yeah, Loma, so now away from the hype, because this team isn't about the hype, and I did see that in one NFC Coach of the Year awards announced today, Dan Campbell, rightfully so, uh, earned it, and that will be the beginning of a lot of postseason accolades for Lions players, coaches, front office, and beyond. But you're looking at a Niners team that has been to four of the last five NFC Championship games. Eight out of the last ten NFC title games, Lomas, have been won by the home team. Lions go in as a six-and-a-half-point underdog on the DraftKings Sportsbook app Big Board What do you think is their biggest challenge Sunday to get through that four quarters and get to Vegas in the first Super Bowl in franchise history? I think the biggest thing is just the initial punch. 
the initial hit, the initial rush that they're going to get from San Francisco. I mean, like you say, everything you stated, they got on their side, the home crowd. They're at home. Um, they're favored. Um, they're supposed to win this game. So they got everything working for them. So if the Lions could withstand that that initial hit and hang in there because, again, you know, some of these games can get out of control fast, too. Um, I mean, I was in the 2000 NFC Championship game when I was with the Giants versus uh, the Minnesota Vikings, and we beat them 41-0. to So, you know, you have to, again, be able to withstand that initial punch, and they've been great at doing that. They really have all year long. These guys seem to be resilient, you know, and it seemed to have that gritty, uh, that gritty don't die attitude toward to them. So it's going to be on full test early in that game, and that's what I'm looking for. Some of the reactions to early in that game. Josh Garvey, managing shareholder for Dorn Mayhew's GR office. Once that game was set, Lions took care of business on the Barnes pick. We knew San Francisco won the night before. Green Bay, I still shake my head even this afternoon that we could be talking about the Lions hosting the NFC title game. And if you thought the last two playoff games were loud in Ford Field, Lord knows what it would have been like with Green Bay and San Francisco. But there is an advantage by not playing Green Bay. They're an over-the-top offense. They like to throw deep. Niners don't do a lot of that. A lot of it's underneath. As you look at San Francisco and Detroit, What's your biggest concern, and what area are you most comfortable with, Josh, when it comes to this game? I'll start with the first part of that, which is the biggest concern, which is our secondary, right? I hate to single out the guy every week, but Cam Sutton just scares me. It seems like he just is on the list of let's go after him. But um, that's my biggest concern is our secondary as we head into to San Francisco. Brock Purdy's a good quarterback. He makes good decisions. He's young, but – that's my biggest concern, and I guess on the advantage side, um, I like our offense. I like our offense, and I like what we're doing on the ground with two thousand-yard backs. I like what Goff's doing this year; he's putting up record numbers, and I like what Ben Johnson's doing with the play calls. And so, um, I like our shots for those reasons. So, yeah, if you look at offensively, Lomas, man for man. If you go down the list, and I know some would say, oh, you're just being a homer. I think the Lions are deeper and better than the Niners. That's even with a healthy Debo Samuel because, you know, Jameer Gibbs and Montgomery as a combo, yeah, they're not uh, Christian McCaffrey, but they don't have that second back as good as Montgomery or Gibbs. You look at the receivers, Laporta, I think, is playing as well, if not better than George Kittle uh, this year. The offensive line Man for man, when healthy, and we'll talk about that in a moment, is better. Uh, depth at receiver, St. Brown. Yeah, he's no Samuel, but you know he's better than Ayuk. Uh, you, you do that offensive math, and I'm comfortable. And as Josh just said, my concern is when they blitz, because that blitz has been so effective in every game this year, starting with Kansas City, right? Remember the pressure, Branch gets the pick six. But also, because you are going to blitz a lot if you're Aaron Glenn, you have a running back you can dump it off too quickly, and McCaffrey who can take a two-yard catch and take it uh, 80 yards. We saw that little slip screen against Tampa work. 
It really is a chess uh, chess game. That would be chess if you're keeping track, minus the H, Lomas. <laughs> chess. Hey, it's a chess game. Hey, how, how are you doing? Wouldn't I become a 90-year-old guy? Hey, it's a chess match right now. That's, that's a new game. It's a chess. Chess. You ever play chess? Okay. Uh, a chess, chess match between the coaches. But, yeah, thank you. Hey, it's been a long day, long week. Uh, I Love this football run, Harbaugh going to the NFL, which we'll talk about later. Uh, it, it it lies in my mind in that eleven man defensive unit, and it's more than just Cam Sutton because the pressure uh, helps NFL secondaries. The linebackers covering underneath is going to be critical. How do you feel about the Lions' defense matching up in this chess match uh, with the San Francisco offense? Yeah, it's it's so many other matchups. Uh, you know, you talk about Aiden Hutchinson over McKidget. Um, you know, who's going to rush over Trent Williams? Uh, you could talk about, like you said, you talked about who's going to match up from um, San Francisco with Sam Laporta. But again, we got to match up with George Kittle because he is a weapon too. Like you were saying about Christian McCaffrey, I give us the advantage at quarterback, I would definitely rather have Jared Goff than to have Brock Purdy. I, I could say that 100%. You know, and you give them the advantage as far as experience. How many times they've been there? They've been there, done that. This is new to them. They're trying to get over the hump. They, they're going to be a little bit more desperate because, again, everything's in their favor. They're supposed to win this game. So, you know, it's slight advantages there. You know, you talk about the coaching advantages. Dan Campbell versus Kyle Shanahan, you know, and his coaching staff. You know, it's little things that you have to look at when you're talking about the uh, NFC, AFC championship game. It's all about the matchups. It's all about where you can find an advantage and take advantage of that. You know, find that mismatch. Uh, find something, find a kink in the armor that you can attack. And that's what they're going to do. That's what we look to do, too, against them. So it's going to come down to plays. You know, that's what it's going to come down to. Not series. It's going to come down to plays when you talk about championship uh, championship game. And you get the game on grass, which, again, the Lions have lost on grass at Baltimore, at the Bears, one on grass at Tampa, Kansas City. I don't think that becomes a game-changer. Weather forecast says mid-60s at kickoff. Great, almost summer-like uh, weather in the San Francisco Bay Area. They had the monsoon during the Green Bay game uh, last Saturday, and the Lions, knowing that they're four quarters away every play, it's kind of what you said, Lomas, and Josh, I'll get your feedback, that this is unprecedented in the modern era. You know, last time the Lions went to Washington knowing they were a game away and just didn't show up. I think they have stronger coaching, stronger front office leadership, the ownership has been the best it's ever been. They have on-the-field leaders, which it's golf, and I think Aiden Hutchinson for a second-year guy. Uh, it's all there, Josh, for the taking. Uh, how, how do you think it plays out on Sunday? I think it's going to be a very You're almost hyperventilating. Well, it's just because we're just – this is such a nerve-wracking game. It is. I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting nervous I'm, right now. I am too. It's, it's, it's just such a nerve-wracking football game, and – 
you know, the six and a half spread, I, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't, you know, pay as, pay as much attention to that, but it's elite quarterbacks win big games like this. You look at those past games in, in Super Bowls. And, and Purdy didn't play last year in the NFC title game because he had gotten banged up in the previous playoff game. Correct. Or I think he tried to go and it just was bad and they ended up pulling him. It was in Philly. I remember right. that. So when you break all this down like you just did from coaches to front office to ownership to quarterback versus quarterback, it just seems like we have a lot of things tilting in our favor. So what's going to stop us from winning that game? It's I think it's it's ourselves. If we lose, I think we beat ourselves. It's I think we are a better team when we stack them up on the columns. It's the running game. I th- I would say what Loma said is golf. I'd take golf over Purdy every day of the week and I like our chances. I really do. And so you ask me how it plays out. I think Detroit wins a very close football game, very close game. And I think Detroit is is going to squeeze out our first championship win here. And I like Detroit by a, a narrow margin. To go to the Super Bowl. To go to the Super wow. Bowl. Now, one thing I will say, the Niners secondary, their front seven it may be the best in the NFL. But their secondary has not been the greatest the last six games of the season, including uh, that playoff game against Green Bay, which they should have lost. So that that will be up to the Lions offensive line, protection help, and also creativity on play calling by Ben Johnson, who may be done in Detroit. It looks like the Washington job, no one's talking about that. It seems like he's going there, but I don't see a job left for Aaron Glenn. Uh, Lomas, we'll talk about the coaches and – and I want to get your thoughts on Harbaugh taking over uh, the Chargers in L.A., but how do you think things play out Sunday for the Lions? Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a tough game. It really is. Like you say, um, a lot of matchups, that's what, it, what you look for. Just look for the team, I think, that has and, and it makes the turnover battle. That just seems to be – what helps us when we can win the turnover battle? It just gives us something. I don't know what it is, but we're good when we win that turnover battle, as most teams are. But it just seems like if we just get one turnover, it just seems it does something for us. I don't know whether it gives us that little extra confidence we need. I don't know what it is. Um, so I think in a game like this, it's going to come down, like I said again, to play. So it's going to be, you know, if we could avoid the disastrous plays, if we could avoid the the big, you know, over-the-top hits, the explosive plays, them getting those on a regular basis. Because I don't want to have to deal with San Francisco in the red zone. We've been good in the red zone. But I don't want to have to deal with teams in the red zone. So let's even try to keep them out of the red zone. Um, and I trust in, in my offensive line, I trust. I have full trust in our offensive line that they'll be able to hold up. And not only hold up, I think they could be able to th- thrive against that defensive front of San Francisco, which is, like you say, probably the best defensive front in this league. But Taylor Decker... Panay Sue, I trust those guys. Frank is banged up. He's a warrior. Know what he's going to bring, but he's banged up right now. And we got the young fella in the middle because of Jonah not being able to go. So that's where I'm a little, little concerned that. But like I say, I think it's going to be a bloodbath. And I, I expect us to win the game. I really do. I, it's going to be a tough game, but I think we can win it with a field goal. 
So next Thursday, on Dorn Mayhew's presentation of Inside Lions Football, Josh Garvey, the managing shareholder of the Grand Rapids office, Lomas Brown, former Lion, member of the Lions Radio Network, and myself, will be talking about the matchup with either the Chiefs or the Ravens in the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. I don't think we're alive right now. I think we're in heaven, and this is what heaven is like, where the Lions are always going to the Super Bowl. I don't think I don't think Superfly's alive. I don't know what happened, but we're in heaven, and you know what? I like it. I do. I do it's a surprise when you see all four of us here. We're kind of all shocked, like, you're here? Wait, you're here? Superfly, how'd you get here? Josh goes, how in the hell are you here, Bill? <laughs> all right, before we're done, he goes, that, that, that is the work of Jesus. Uh, you, you, you brought the chess board. <laughs> hey, hey, chess. Oh, yeah, thank you, Josh. Okay, don't worry. I'll, I'll, I'll keep track of that. I'll, I'll pick my spot. Hey, think about this real fast. Think about this real fast. Remember at the beginning of the season, all the teams we were talking about? Think about it, man. We're talking about four teams. Four teams. Think about that. We started off talking about 32 teams. Now we're talking about four teams. And guess mm. what? The Lions are one of those four teams we're still talking about. Yeah, and by the way, I mentioned Dan Campbell won one rookie, or not coach of the year, award. He's nominated for the NFL coach of the year. How about this? NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year finalists announced today. Jameer Gibbs and Laporta are two of the five, along with C.J. Stroud, who I think will win it. B. John Robinson, running back from the Falcons, and Pukua, uh, Puka Nakua, uh, a great chess player uh, from <laughs> the L.A. Rams. That's two of the five, our Lions. Yeah, man. We're not yeah. talking about Branch. I think he got ripped off not being on the all-rookie team. He did. I agree. I agree. And, then, and now you do it. And J-Mo basically is a rookie with the knee recovery and the six-game suspension for gambling. And these guys are young. That's fourth youngest yeah. team in the NFL right yeah. now, and they're one of the uh, final four. All right, before we're done, yeah. um, I've made my pick, too. I'm going with the Lions. I think it's going to be a you know, 30-27, 27-24, uh, tough bloodbath type of win that Lomas mentioned. But with the Harbaugh news breaking last night, I'll start with you, Josh. How do you think Harbaugh will fare uh, again as an NFL head coach? He was really good, got to a Super Bowl, lost to his brother, but then kind of lost the team, and he was pushed out. Your thoughts on the second go-around for Harbaugh in the NFL now with the L.A. Chargers? Yeah, my thoughts are uh, Jim's a fantastic coach, and he obviously left his mark here on Michigan as our head coach, and... He's walking into, Loma said this earlier, don't forget that the Chargers were a playoff team, right? They, 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 they should be a playoff team. And they have a great quarterback, which fits Jim well. Herbert's a young. Great player. running back, great line, that great defensive a, players. I think putting Jim there changes that dynamic instantly. And likely Jesse Minter to go with wouldn't shock me. Um, that is going to change that. They're going to be a, a, a top contending team again, like they were a couple years ago with Jim under the helm. Sad to see him go. Um, Lomas made a comment a few weeks ago about our next head coach, though, is probably standing right there in Sharon Moore. And I think we've all seen that is, is his passion for Michigan. And, and, and I think we're going to be okay, but best wishes to, to Jim Harbaugh and uh, going to the chargers. Yeah. The three year run was the greatest in Michigan football history. 
It's a lifetime of memories. It is. Unfortunately, you don't win the national championship every year. It doesn't happen. I know what Saban did was so out of the ordinary. And now with NIL transfer portal, my biggest fear is that this 30-day transfer portal, if Michigan loses starters, it could hit a reset button on the program. That, that's the biggest concern. It's not more. You needed to go to him to keep as many guys happy, but with what you're already losing beyond hardball, I'm talking players, if you get hit uh, defensive starters, especially the O-line from poaching with somebody offering up millions for a guy to play, that's where it could be catastrophic short-term for Michigan. Uh, Lomas, from a, a former NFL player's viewpoint, uh, Harbaugh, you would think, learned a lot with the Niners when he was shown the door, struggled early with Michigan, seemed to learn on the job on the type of player and coach or coaches, plural, as assistance he needed. How do you think he'll fare with the L.A. Chargers? Yeah, I think, like Josh said, I think he's going into a great situation. I really do. Now, you know, they got some decisions to make, San, uh, San Diego. The Chargers do uh, on some of their veterans because of cap, you know, being cap things. But other than that, he has the quarterback that he needs to win. He has the pieces. And the thing about him, man, he's just a great coach. He really is. He's just a great coach. And to be a great coach, you have to be a great communicator. And I've never, you know, been around him coaching, but he seems to be able to get his message across to his players, and he gets it across to them at a high level. So I, I know he's going to have success like he had in San Francisco. I know he's going to have success back in the league. And, you know, I'm so happy that Sharon, because like I said, it shouldn't be no other guy that they look at. I'm so happy he's going to possibly get his opportunity to step up in the limelight and be able to coach and yeah, man, it was great. Coach did everything he needed to do. He came back home. He brought the national championship here. He did everything he said he wanted to do. Now on to the next challenge. Hey Amen. That's exactly what I said last night. He accomplished everything. Not as fast as some in the media and fans wanted and boosters, but he got it done. Uh, Lomas, good stuff. Thank you. Josh Garvey, thank you. Thank you, too. Go Lions. Absolutely. Go Lions. From Detroit to Petoskey, this show is huge. It's time to go in the huddle. One, two, three, top flight! It's a new day to celebrate and be free. It's a new day full of action and excitement because it's a new day for winning only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. It's a new day. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com. And so it has come to an end. The Harbaugh era at Michigan is over. Jim Harbaugh has accepted an offer from the L.A. Chargers to return to their franchise where he played at in the late 90s and early 2000s. He leaves Michigan with an 86-25 overall record, restored the Blue Blood program back to its rightful place, winning three consecutive Big Ten titles in the Rose Bowl and a national championship on his way out. It's time for a new challenge for Coach Harbaugh. It's time to make his return to the NFL and chase that ever-elusive Lombardi trophy. L.A. was the first opening that scared me when the position became available because they have a lot of what's already needed to be successful immediately. And Coach Harbaugh will be. For the Michigan fan, however, it is the end of the road. But as they say, don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. Huge here for my friends on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Now they're going crazy. The Lions are America's team. 
So if you want to connect with the official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, the DraftKings Sportsbook, here's what new customers need to do. If you want to get in on that Lions-Niners action for Sunday night, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Bet five bucks on the Lions-Niners or the Chiefs and the Ravens, and you'll get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Plus, everyone gets a no-sweat same-game parlay every playoff game day. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code HUGE when you sign up. And new customers then can bet 5 bucks on the Lions and Niners, Chiefs, or the Ravens, and you'll get 200 instantly in bonus bets. That's only on the DraftKings Sportsbook app and only when you sign up with code HUGE. The crown is yours. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 800-270-7117. 21 and up in Michigan only. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Opt-in required. One no-sweat token issued per eligible day after opt-in. No-sweat bonus bet issued based on amount of losing qualifying bet. Eligibility, max reward limits, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Dan Miller is the voice of your Detroit Lions. He is standing by from the Motor City. How you doing, Danny? I'm doing well, thanks. How you doing? Doing good. Another classic call at the end on Barnes and the interception. Love the video, audio, highlight all running together. We played it a million times. Fantastic. Well, it's, man, it's something else. I mean, just to see that stadium explode like that, to see it end suddenly like that, it was, uh, you never know what the script is going to be and how it's going to end. And, you know, you just hope it ends with your team having more points than the other guys. But it's a heck of a play by Derek and, um, just a, an amazing day in the city of Detroit and two weeks in a row now and really all season that place has been electric but uh, they just seem to be out doing themselves week by week these fans and, and the way they're being a factor in helping this team win you know what I've found in helping the team win is that guys who are getting railed and some rightfully so others maybe a little bit too much piling on have all found a way to make a big play at some point this season that showcases they're a talented player? Well, I think that's the coach. I think that's the coach who just continues to tell them, we believe in you, and regardless of what happens, you know, keep playing. Get to the next play and and figure some things out. And and even Barnes is a guy that obviously missed the play on Dak, but, uh, you know, my guys, Lomas and TJ, were quick to point out that after that play, he had a really good game against Dallas. So, uh, he didn't let that get him down, and you can't because the game's going to go on either with you or without you. So, you know, stay engaged, find a way, and you never know when that game, the game's going to come back your way. And for Barnes, you know, he dropped back in coverage. That ball came his way, and he had his moment, and it's incredible. And uh, first interception of his career, and it, it's one of the biggest plays in the history of this franchise. So it's, it's, it's a wonderful thing, but there's a life lesson in there that, you know, don't don't – Keep reliving what went wrong. Don't let it beat you twice. Just find a way to keep going. Dan Miller, Voice of the Lions, joining us on the Rose Tumber Coffee guest line here on the Huge Show across Michigan. Who's the most important player 
in this matchup in the NFC title game with the Niners on the Lions' sidelines? Who is it on that roster? I think it's Goff. I mean, you know, you, he's, he's the one with the football in his hands. You can't turn it over. You've got to keep that offense moving. Um, I just I think it's hard to ever go away from him just because of everything he does. And as he goes, this team goes. So, um, you know, starts with being clean. You can't turn the ball over. And, and when this team does that, they're hard to beat. So uh, he's got to find some way to maximize these possessions, continue to move the ball around, utilize the weapons. Whatever San Francisco wants to give you, take it. And he does a great job of that. So um, I, I think his performance will go a long way towards dictating just what kind of chance the Lions have in this game and, and you know, where they are at the end of it. Zach Ertz, that pickup. Dan Campbell said today that he's in game shape. He's at Allen Park, still a wait and see if he'll be game ready on Sunday night. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I mean, obviously, Laporta's going to be the tight end in there that's going to catch a lot of footballs. I don't know what kind of role they could carve out for Zach Ertz in three, four days of practice and, and you know, meeting rooms and things like that. He's, he's obviously been there and played at a high level and played in big games and, and things like that. But there's a trust factor there that, you know, he goes the wrong way at the wrong time. And if you have a misplay, it could be very costly. So um, whether or not they come up with a small package of plays that would work for him or they just say, you know what, we're going to go ahead and, and continue with the guys that we have. But we, we like the fact that we have some better insurance here uh, remains to be seen. I, it probably is going to come down to how he looks and, and what he's bringing in practice and, and whether or not they think he's ready and then what they think they can you know, rightfully expect from him in a game on Sunday. I think the most important name on the Niners' sidelines is Debo Samuel. Uh, how much will he be healed from the shoulder injury? Kyle Shanahan said that, you know, he likes the progress. It was 50-50 yesterday. That guy makes Brock Purdy a different quarterback for the Niners. Yeah, he would make anybody a different team. I mean, he's just so skilled in, in being able to beat you from so many different positions, whether it's, you know, lining up as a wide receiver, lining up as a running back. Whatever it is, he is a game-breaking player that can just flip a game on its ear in one snap. So him being out there is obviously massive for the 49ers and exponentially ratchets up what the Lions have to worry about on defense as opposed to him not being out there. So, look, I anticipate the type of competitor and player he is. It would take a whole lot to not have him in there. I fully anticipate we'll see him on Sunday. And, you know, he and McCaffrey are about as, you know, Varied uh, weapons is, is two teams that will have that they can deploy those guys anywhere, and they are just a, a problem waiting to happen. We talked about golf being the key, the most important lion. What are two other factors that need to happen on Sunday for the Lions to get to their first Super Bowl in franchise history? Well, I got to find out some way to, to slow down San Francisco's passing attack. You can't just have guys running open; they're so good and so good at attacking where your weaknesses are. And right now the Lions are still struggling in the secondary. We've seen it with the, the number of receivers that have put up big games over the last five, six weeks. So I think that's key. And then I think just putting some pressure on Purdy. I mean, offense, if golf is right and doing what they do, it, they'll, they'll take care of themselves. They've been good. We, we know what we're going to get out of them most times. So uh, defensively, I, I think Purdy can be shaky. He can be really good. So get him all day back there. He's going to pick you apart. But if you can find out some way to kind of make him throw it a little bit before he wants to or off balance, 
maybe you get a chance to take one away or two away, and that becomes a very, very big part of this football game. So, you know, offensively, be who you are. Defensively, continue to, you know, bend but don't break because that's kind of become their who they are and their identity. But, man, if you could find some way to, to interrupt a couple of San Francisco possessions and, and get that football back, it would be massive. Danny, are we going to get to February football with the Lions? My Lord. I got four <laughs> quarters to find out. It's going to be a lot of fun, and there's no place you'd rather be. Mm. Uh, are they going to have the normal travel plans? Uh, go out on Saturday, uh, play Sunday night, fly back. Uh, any interruption in that? Maybe go out early. Uh, what are you hearing from Alan Park? I haven't heard any changes. I haven't heard any changes. So Usually we're not the first ones to know, so whatever they're cooking up, I think – They've done a good job of just keeping their game, you know, preparations normal. And for Dan Campbell, I'd imagine he looks at this as uh, week number 20 of the season. And why change anything? Because you have so far been very successful. You know, you've been very successful on TV, heart of Detroit, voice of the Lions. You've been through it all. What would winning on Sunday mean, not just to Detroit, uh, the state of Michigan and this entire Lions nation? Oh my gosh. I mean, it's just, it's, it's everything they've dreamed of. It's, it's everything they've questioned whether or not they would ever be able to see it. It's, it's the answer to the question of, of did this organization, you know, was it ever capable of getting there? And the answer is clearly yes. And now they have four quarters to actually make it happen. So I mean, every Lions fan has had that conversation before about whether or not they'd be able to enjoy that moment where the Lions had that type of success. And the next conversation would be, couldn't they not just get there, but can they win it? But um, look, we've we've talked about this as fans and as media members and as people that, that followed this team a million times. And, you know, we might be 60 minutes away from them, you know, realizing that dream and, and uh, putting a lot of, angst and bad memories and gut punches and disappointments behind them. Dan, you almost made me cry. I was getting goosebumps Uh, there because I'm thinking the same thing in my lifetime. I'm 62. Would I ever see it? They're four quarters away. And what, what doesn't create anxiety or panic with the Lions Nation, and I think with the franchise, Dan, and the final thought here before I let you go, this team isn't a one hit wonder. They are built for that window. And because it's a younger team than most, that window could be five to seven years. We don't know. But this is just the beginning in my mind. It's the biggest thing this team has done is is draft young players and develop them and put together a roster that you can look at now and say that it has depth. Uh, they have certain things that they need to improve on for sure, but they're doing things the right way. And when you do things the right way, you build something that has staying power. And when you have staying power, you have the ability to string some good years together. And, and I, don't, I don't know how long that lasts. You know, salary caps, things get in the way, injuries, whatever it is. But certainly this regime and the makeup of this team, um, look, they had some really good teams in the 90s that just were missing a couple things, and I don't want to gloss over that. But, you know, this group has certainly given this fan base a reason to be more hopeful than they ever have in a long, long time. Danny, safe travels out to San Francisco. It's an understatement to say that I and we, the Lions Nation, can't wait until that game kicks off. One went away four quarters from Vegas in the first Super Bowl. My man, enjoy it. 
I appreciate it. Thank you. Looking forward to it. Everything huge 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Leonard Skinner. ZZ Top. Friday, August 9th at Soaring Eagle Casino, the Sharp Dress Simple Man Tour. Leonard Skinner and ZZ Top. Tickets start at $38 and are on sale now at the box office at etix.com. Part of the Soaring Eagle Summer Outdoor Concert Series, Leonard Skinner and ZZ Top. Friday, August 9th at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Over to Tracy for breaking news. We have super good news, Dave. The super sale is back at Meyer Friday and Saturday only. Get big savings on Eckridge smoked sausage links for $1.99, heads of lettuce for $0.99 cents each, and arm and hammer liquid laundry detergent for $2.99. Get Meyer super sale deals in-store or online while supplies last. Now that is super. Shop this Friday and Saturday only during the Meyer super sale. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Huge here for my friends on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Now, they're going crazy. The Lions are America's team. So if you want to connect with the official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, the DraftKings Sportsbook, here's what new customers need to do. If you want to get in on that Lions-Niners action for Sunday night, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Bet five bucks on the Lions-Niners or the Chiefs and the Ravens and you'll get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Plus, everyone gets a no-sweat same-game parlay every playoff game day. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code HUGE when you sign up. And new customers then can bet 5 bucks on the Lions and Niners, Chiefs, or the Ravens. And you'll get 200 instantly in bonus bets. That's only on the DraftKings Sportsbook app and only When you sign up with Code Huge, the crown is yours. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 800-270-7117. 21 and up in Michigan only. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Opt-in required. One no-sweat token issued per eligible day after opt-in. No-sweat bonus bet issued based on amount of losing qualifying bet. Eligibility, max reward limits, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. It is time for another Moving Ferris Ford interview. Each and every week we get together with Dr. Bill Pink, the president at Ferris State University or other leaders who are helping move Ferris forward. And Dr. Pink joins us from the tough gig of being with the PGA Golf Management Program down at the PGA Show in Orlando, Florida. How you doing, my man? Oh, you know... I, brother, I'm just kind of sweating it out here. You know, I'm trying to sacrifice for the team by coming to Florida and hanging out with several several thousand people at the PGA show. It's awesome. And, and speaking of PGA, uh, the prestigious PGA golf management program at Ferris State University is one of the top schools in America, not turning out PGA playing pros, but we're talking about the pros you see at clubs all around the world. 
you know, and that's one of the beauties of this program. So Ferris State was the first, we were the first university in the country to have a PGA, uh, PGM, Professional Golf Management Program. We were the first. And that is uh, significant for us right now because next year we will celebrate 50 years of having this program. 50-year anniversary is coming up next year, and we will celebrate not only the program, but celebrate the fact that that program has graduated over 2,000 students Mm. into the profession. Many of those go to uh, country clubs and golf clubs all over the country. We even have some who are in other parts of the world. And so you're talking about a program that truly is feeding uh, the industry with golf professionals. Um, one of the cool things about being here at the PGA show and showing the, showing the bulldog on my shirt is that uh, we go over and we've just been standing at the, the fair state booth here at the, at the convention, meeting alumni, meeting friends, but also it's been so cool to hear the level of respect that people uh, in the industry have for Ferris State University and for, for that PGM program. And, and it's been really, really cool and humbling to hear how folks uh, respect uh, the, the Bulldog brand when it comes to the, the PGA. Yeah, the PGA Golf Management Program on campus at Ferris State University. And also Ferris features their own uh, university uh, golf course and golf facility, not only for their teams, but also for the PGA uh, Golf Management Program, one of the top programs in the country and all around the world. You can find out more at ferris.edu. Uh, and one thing that in our conversations over the last 10 months or so, Dr. Pink, there are many, not totally exclusive, but very unique opportunities that Ferris offers that you won't see at most universities. That's one of the, and I will tell you, that's one of the things I love about uh, being blessed to be president there. Because not only do you have programs like this PGM program, and when you talk about, by the way, that 50-year anniversary of that program, the golf course that you just mentioned, this year we celebrate 50 years of the Khaki Golf, golf Course. Um, 50 years ago is when that course was established, and uh, so we're having that celebration this year. But you also on that campus talk about one of the uh, premier welding engineering programs in the country. We have students that come to us from all over the country because they know what we do as far as welding engineering is concerned. Talk about finishing a degree in welding engineering and making really good money. That's one of those. We also are known for having our construction management program that students, again, come from all over the country, construction management. They learn how to uh, not to only be in the in the business, but how to run the business. And uh, those guys and ladies, um, not only do they uh, walk across stage at graduation, they don't wear a graduation hat. They wear a hard hat at graduation um, and because it signifies they're going to work. And so you've got those programs, and you know how you and I have, all, have talked about having uh, the only uh, college of optometry in the state of Michigan, that, that college of optometry at Ferris. Um, usually when people in the state of Michigan are getting their eyes checked at the optometrist, they're probably getting them checked by a Ferris State graduate. And so you talk about those programs, aside from also having an incredible college of pharmacy as well on our campus, uh, you've got programs there that are knocking it out of the park. And then last thing I'll say to that, you know, with our our school of nursing, uh, that nursing school, we have the bachelor's, master's, and doctorate degrees in nursing. 
and no wait list on that program. You can get in that program and not have to wait for a couple of years on a list. You get right into that program, and it has a 100% pass rate on the, on the national exam. So uh, Fair State, that's how Bulldogs roll. That's how we roll. Yeah, how that's how we roll. I see that on a T-shirt coming soon from Dr. Pink. Ferris.edu, <laughs> you want to find out about the nursing program, Ferris.edu, the construction, welding uh, engineering program, College of Optometry, the PGA Golf Management School, and so much more on campus in Big Rapids or across the state with their satellite locations. Everything you need to know about Ferris and how they're moving things forward, led by Dr. Bill Pink at ferris.edu. Enjoy uh, the weekend down there in Florida. I, I, your sacrifice for the game of golf and the PGA Golf Management Program <laughs> at Ferris State University. That's why you are a leader, Dr. Pink. I appreciate you, brother. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm really sweating it out, let me tell you. Yeah, we love you. Yeah, there he is, Dr. Bill Pink, joining us on another edition of Moving Ferris Forward. Find out more at ferris.edu. Big. Bad. Huge.